This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. Not defended well on this court thus far. Paul George got him a three. The rebound to George. Leonard on the floor for L.A. George, big finish, and the foul. It's BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski on the BetQL Audio Network. Yeah, the good Clippers showed up last night. That series tied up at two. Hawks pull off the upset over the Sixers. That series side up, tied up at two. All of a sudden, you have uh, one sweep and then the three others. Really, really interesting. Uh, we might have a couple of seven gamers in there. Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji here on BetQL Daily. And let's go out to Vegas and bring in Jeff Sherman at Golf Odds on Twitter. He's the Westgate Superbook VP of Risk Management, does uh, the golf numbers, also the NBA. So plenty uh, to discuss with Jeff uh, this week. Jeff, uh, it's kind of been a continuation, uh, as we've joked, of uh, the regular season. It's all about the information that you have, because every day it's about the status of a new star player and exactly what's going on. Yesterday we hear Harden's out. This morning we find out, okay, he's been upgraded to doubtful, and the, and they're going to try and test that hamstring in a net shoot-around. Um, I'm wondering about the uh, outright title odds. How much adjustments have you guys made over the last few days uh, ever since that Kyrie injury? Uh, it's been large adjustments. We had the, the Nets at uh, plus 120, and now they're up to plus 350. So that's the highest they've been in a long time just because of the situation here. And now they're co-favorites with the Bucks. And as you see, the uh, Bucks are a $1.75 favorite in the series. Uh, so the title odds are not exactly in line with that. But the thinking there is, first of all, we have liability on the Nets' futures. And also, if the Nets were to get out of this series and the possibility of time to get some players back in the mix. So it keeps their odds relatively low. As far as the series prices go, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at bucks nets and there, there's clearly been some movement toward Milwaukee. Does that movement continue or does it stay relatively steady here? If we uh, find out that Harden can't play, or, you know, Kyrie is going to be out for the remainder of the series? Yeah, I would expect Irving to be out for the remainder of the series, and I don't think Harden's playing tonight. And 
this line is pretty much built into the nets just being solo with Durant. So you're seeing mm-hmm. four, it might creep back up to four and a half if it becomes official, but it's really predicated on uh, just Durant going by himself. How much does it change when we get the news that Harden's going to test it out? I mean, do, do you do, do you adjust much then just on the news of the possibility he might play? Well, it just went down from bucks four and a half down to four. So a half point, the series price down about 10 cents. So uh, there's a slight adjustment, but nothing overwhelming is, uh, you know, our, if we had the expectation that there was a 50-50 chance of him playing, this thing would go back down to three right now uh, with what we had opened it. So um, it's still leaning heavily towards him not playing, which, like I said, I'd be extremely surprised if he played tonight. Jeff, you hit on uh, the Nets and Bucks being co-favorites at the moment at the Westgate. What about the Sixers? Where are they? And and did the uh, Embiid second half impact anything? Uh, yeah, they're out to seven to one now, and uh, they were five to one yesterday. So we obviously bumped them up, condensed Atlanta down, and uh, you know, with uh, Embiid's health, they could be in some trouble here, and if if they don't. Uh, they're going to need him to get out of this series. Uh, you know, they're laying six in the next game against Atlanta and Philadelphia tomorrow. Uh, but the way that his second half went and the way that he had trouble with lift off the leg, uh, you know, they, they need him to be effective to be able to get past uh, the Hawks in this series. So uh, we, the Sixers are the second longest team in our future book right now, seeing it 7-1. to And what about the team that's just sitting there waiting for their Western Conference final opponent? Uh, Where are we with the Phoenix Suns, and are they getting much action? Uh, They are, and they've been steady at 4-1 to since they uh, finished off the Nuggets, and they have less odds than Utah and the Clippers who reach 5-1, to and that's, like you said, because uh, Phoenix is just waiting for their opponent next. So, uh, But the Suns have been well-supported with this run after beating the Lakers, and any time you beat a team like the Lakers in the playoffs, it's going to open some eyes and get people to show up at the betting window and uh, then the sweep against the Nuggets. So uh, they're, they're at the lowest point they've been and they're seeing some support. How much of a discrepancy do you envision if their opponent is Utah versus, um, you know, being the Clippers? Well, the Clippers are more, they're more highly power rated than Utah right now. And you can see it in the line with uh, the Clippers were laying five at home yesterday and they're, they're only getting two and a half. So there's a few point discrepancy there. So that's about what you're going to see the difference between the line uh, with the Suns between those two teams is about a two points difference uh, when they're actually facing the Suns. As far as tonight goes, any, uh, any sharp money coming in on either side here? Uh, we actually saw some on the total. It's been bet back up over. You know, every game's got under by a large mm-hmm. margin, and uh, we were at 218. Now we're at 220. So uh, they think that it's probably plateaued at the low point, and now everyone's getting on the over and maybe expecting what we saw in the regular season. Let's look at the uh, series that we saw in the NHL last night. Um, you know, the Vegas and Montreal, and it, it looked early on like. Uh, the Canadians were were playing pretty well, and maybe they were going to stay in the series or at least stay in the game, and then it, it did not work out that way. I, I know that from the books, it's it's Vegas is sort of a difficult team for them because a lot of money comes in on them as the games go on and as we see like what last night happened, and it was a fairly easy victory in the end. 
How do you suspect that changes? How do you suspect that, uh, you know, the money coming in on Vegas will change if at all? Well, it's really concentrated out here in, in Las Vegas where on the night's puck line because people shy away from having to lay two six here, even a, a big road favor that they're going to be when they go, go to Montreal. So a lot of our involvement is on the puck line, laying the goal and a half, getting plus 05 even in that range, what it was last night. And that's pretty much what uh, drove our decision on the game last night was the puck line. We ended up a small loser on the game. Uh, we stayed at a high price on the side, which we saw public support on the side but then sharp support in the dog. So it was really split, but our decision came down to the puck line, and I expect that to be going forward. This is BetQL Daily with Joe Ostrowski and Chris Ranji. Our guest is Jeff Sherman, Westgate Superbook VP of Risk Management at Golf Odds on Twitter. And, uh, Jeff, a lot of betters that aren't there every single week, they certainly come out for the majors, and we've got the U.S. Open this week. Uh, how much is it going to help your overall handle? That Not only is it a major, but it's also Torrey Pines, and, and you have uh, a big name like Phil with a recent win. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, Phil's driving everything right now. He leads the ticket count in our place by a, a decent margin and not the money wagered. It's a lot of smaller tickets, but uh, he's sitting at 60 to 1, and he's the most popular one in the pool right now. So uh, it's just a shame that, you know, people really weren't too involved with him in the PGA, and you could have got him at 250 to 1. And now that he wins that at 50 years old, now everyone wants to jump in this week. I know there's still a lot of sentiment because this is a one major he needs to complete the career grand slam, but uh, you're not getting any value in these odds. You know, I, I opened these up in December and he was at 150 to one all the way up until the PGA championship week. And now he's sitting at 60 to one coming off the win. So uh, there's just a lot of people still with the sentiment for him leading the ticket count. Well, what do you see uh, happen in a case like this typically when it comes to, you know, I, I, I don't know how many people wait for that first day to happen before they really start to get involved with, with, with any of their wagers. So is that, does it change much because you've had a guy like him with, with the, the sentimental vote and people want to bet on him because he just did what he did. Do you envision a lot of change from, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, and then into Friday? Oh, there always is, you know, and uh, if you look back to the PGA, we were in a positive position on Phil going into the weekend, and with the updated odds, we took enough support for him that it created a small liability in the end for us, and that's what you'll see between the adjusted outrights, the in-play outrights that we do. Uh, a lot of that on the weekend will, will help shape how our decisions are, and there's a lot of involvement, and uh, the way that we're sitting right now, and obviously, um, 
when it comes to a major, even a weekly tournament, you get about 75 to 80% of the handle about a day and a half outside. So we still haven't seen a majority of what we're going to do yet. But once the tournament's fluid and going, uh, we get a lot on the adjusted round matchups and, and the adjusted outrights. And we all know the deal with U.S. Opens, how challenging the course is going to be, but it's uh, different courses from year to year. Do you put much credence into U.S. Open uh, history uh, with guys that have excelled there uh, like Xander Shoffley? Oh, there's no doubt we do. And right now, Xander is the number two power-rated golfer in the field behind John Rahm. If you look at from a matchup perspective, and I always guide people to that direction, uh, if you want to see a true power rating, don't look at the outright market, but look at the matchups and you can see who's more highly power rated over who. And right now it's Rom 1, Xander 2, and everyone knows what Xander, he, he's played four times in the U.S. Open. The worst finish he's had is six. Now he's going to Torrey Pines where he doesn't have a great history, but he did well uh, this past year. But he's from the San Diego area, so he's going to be extremely popular. And and uh, But we do put a lot of stock in U.S. Open history, and I've even taken some out of what we saw in 2008 when Tiger won to help shape some of the other props that we've done. How much do you put into it um, the recent trend, how he's been playing over the last several events versus this particular event or this particular course? Well, this one isn't like a weekly event where you'd say like 80% uh, current form, 20% course form, and you know you have some outliers to that, but in a U.S. Open, it's just so specific to what type of game you have and dealing with the mental toughness of it that I'd say it's about 60% current form, 40% course form. So it's really heavily weighted on how these guys can play in these conditions. Jeff, which uh, golfers are some of your more respected golf betters on? Well, we're seeing, uh, like I mentioned, Xander. Uh, Tony Finau is getting a lot, and that's because probably his Torrey Pines history, what we've seen out of him there. Uh, he had opened 40 to one. He's down to 25 to one. Uh, and if you want to look at some longer shots, Charlie Hoffman's been extremely popular with the sharps. He was at 150 to one last week. He's down to 80, 80 to one, seeing some matchup play with him. And even longer down the list, Carlos Ortiz at 200 to one. So if you're looking for some flyers out there, some longer shots, uh, some sharps have played them uh, here with us. Anything surprising you so far a couple of days out? Well, the lack of support for some of the big names that I've been bumping up, you know, Justin mm -hmm. Thomas, Rory McIlroy, Jordan Spieth, uh, they've been in, outside Spieth. He's been in, in strong form, but McIlroy, outside of his win, he hasn't been playing well. Justin Thomas really hasn't been getting anything together, but you rarely find these guys in the 20 to 1 or higher range for a major. And so I bumped them up, what I thought was aggressive enough, but uh, it's just not so showing up for those guys. And you can find some really nice prices because there's a large separation. Uh, it's a high percentage between Rom at 10 and the next golfer at 16 with Xander, uh, DJ, DeChambeau, and Kepka. So that's, that's a pretty decent margin between the first and second guy. So there's some attractive prices on some of the top golfers that we're not used to seeing. And it's really not showing up. It's really getting spread out on some of the longer shots, like I had mentioned, Tony Finau, Patrick Reed. Uh, even Webb Simpson. So it's really getting spread out this week. Jeff, last one for you. Uh, what about the guys that you like? Uh, which which golfers have you already been on? Uh, I'm only involved in three this week in the outright market. I did play Xander at 19 to one. I've got Cat Patrick Cantley at 36 to one. And 
I bet that as he was uh, doing well at the Memorial, didn't expect him to win the Memorial with what happened to Rom, but he was up there and uh, it looks like his game's rounding into shape. And I think he's got the, the fortitude to withstand a test like this. And I went with Shane Lowry at 80 to one. And uh, it's the same type of thing. He's got a decent history over at Torrey Pines and I know he can play in these conditions. So I, I took a little bit on him at 80. All right. Great stuff from Jeff Sherman at golf odds on Twitter, Westgate Superbook VP of risk management. Thank you for your time this week, Jeff. All right. Thanks guys. Good stuff from Jeff Sherman. Uh, when I was uh, younger, just getting into golf, I, I didn't love the U.S. Open setups because they always want something close to an even score, make it as hard uh, on the players as possible with the USGA getting involved. But uh, as I've uh, grown to love the sport, I love to see the pain. I love to see them struggle uh. out there. It's great. <laughs> you, you don't want the winner of the U.S. Open to be 15 under or anything close to that. See, we talked about that, how much you take pleasure in other people's pain. <laughs> I'm not the only one. Everyone watching the U.S. Open. You're the only one on this the exact show. exact same way. That's probably true. Yeah. So does Vic Chalksey. He joins oh, us Oh, yes, he does. Oh, I got, I got to see if he's got anything uh, more in the U.S. Open. Had a big winner next week. Lightning bets on the BetQL Network.